Hello, welcome to LifeCast. I'm Denai Sanders. And I am Steve Sanders. Awesome. I hope you guys like that beat because my husband, Steve Sanders, made it. If you want to visit some of his beats, they're on SoundCloud at Sandman, Sandman, S-O-S, S dot O dot S. Amen. <laughs> make some awesome beats. <laughs> you made a plug for me. Yeah. I <laughs> Look at a, that. I made a plug for my husband. But praise God, we're so excited to um, do another podcast today. We uh, shared some things last time on growing relationship, and we talked about what this growing relationship was and with who. And today we're going to even elaborate more on who this person was that we are in a relationship, and it is God. We both love the Lord. Love the Lord. Our lives are just, we're intertwined. Galatians 2.20 type where it's no longer us who lives, but him who lives in us. So we just are so excited to share on our podcast just how to do life and make it just be so natural. Right, babe? Amen. Just make it flow naturally because it's out of the overflow that we really see it. John 15, um, John 15. Yeah. John 15 talks about how um, Christ is the, he says that I'm the, I'm the vine and you're yeah. the branch. And he just went a little farther and said, I'm the true vine. True vine. So, exactly. So it ain't no fakes or phonies. You know, that vine that's beat up and don't look right. That's not what he is. He that true vine that's growing off a real tree. Amen. You know, ain't no fig tree. It's a real thick tree, you know, that got the branches. But that one vine that's hanging, that's that true vine. hallelujah and we're the branch and so those two they're connected so and then he said that he then fruit comes out of that so it's just all part of it it's just the fruit is like the overflow of being connected to the true vine and we being the branches and then we just overflow with fruit off of our branches how awesome is that so we're just doing god and that's why we call this podcast life cast because it's truly just our life with christ and 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 the cast part is just showing it (laughs) living it so we welcome you to our podcast today and we're going to talk today about who is god so anytime we begin to talk about something or a word or a name or something we usually say, where do we find that from? Or we'll Google it, right, for a definition. Google is like the end thing now. <laughs> or back in the day, in my day, I had an Oxford Dictionary. You go in your Oxford Dictionary and you look up a word. So who is God? Where do we find the definition of God? Mm. Steve, where do we find the definition You know, of it's in this this book. I can't, it's, can't base this book on any color, but, you know, when you look at it, you know exactly what it is. You know, you can see it from afar. You can see it in a, in a hotel room drawer. You can see this book in church sitting on a pew. You can see this book just, maybe you might even find it in your grandmother's closet, you know, but this book is called The Bible. I don't think they have them in hotel rooms, babe. <laughs> yeah, they got that. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. They got that Gideon Bible in the drawer. No, but well, no. they used to. You know, they, they used, used to have to, them. Yeah. Don't date yourself, honey. <laughs> they used to. But we'll find it in the Bible. So the definition of God, we'll find it in the Bible. And, and this is, I think, where we kind of have to talk about this because some people will say, oh, they want the definition from the 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 world. But let's look at this. The Bible to us as believers and by believers, I mean, those that have um, received Christ into their life and said that God, you are, you are everything. You are what I need. You are my life. You created me. You have a purpose for me. And through Christ, I get to 
enter into that. And that's called being a believer. That's I mean, that would be my little definition of being a believer. So yeah. us believers, we look at the definition of who is God in the word of God, yeah. which is the Bible, yeah. right? And you know where you can really find the handprint of God? You can really find it in Genesis when you get to really know based off what he did through creation, who he really is. God is all intended to make relationship with us. He wants us to be um, just one with him in a sense. And so when you really get to know God is look at that word in Genesis 1 and 26, when he says, let us, it all inclusive entails who God is. When he said, let us, let us make man in our likeness, in our image. It tells who he is just by based off those two words, let us, who is God? Who is God from that word, let us? It lets us know he's the creator. It lets us know that he created us. It lets us know that he's in three parts. But we're talking about simply the, the God that made us in Genesis. The God that, that formed us from the dust. And he breathed in us and we became a living soul. This God is awesome. He's all powerful. So we know from just that simple fact, whatever God speaks, it becomes. Amen. And that leads us into 2 Timothy 3. And this is in the King James Version because we um, choose the King James Version. So it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect through thoroughly, sorry, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I went into 17 too, because I feel like that part is also very good. Yes. <laughs> it's saying that then we will be furnished unto all good works by having this word of God. So the, it says in the, in, in the beginning of that, that whole scripture that, that I just read that it says it, it was given by inspiration of God. Cause I've heard people argue that, well, the Bible, some man wrote it, and then this person interpreted it, and then that person did this, and that person did that. But the Word of God is inspired by God. So just by hearing that, we have to remember that this is God's Word breathed into man, and man now write it down as God leads. And so that's why we as believers have to go in the word to find out who God is. And I wanted to share another scripture also. And it's we're going to go to 2 Peter. 1 and 19, right? 1 and 19. Amen. And we're going to read all the way to 21. It says that we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto Ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day of dawn, the day dawn, and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So that just further explains that this was no man just wrote this. <laughs> it's telling us here that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So more evidence that the Bible is the true word of God. And he gave it unto men to speak so that we can have this instruction, correction, and be furnished 
unto all good works. Yeah, and and just with that itself, you know, they got an acronym for Bible. It's called the Basic Instruction Before Leaving the Earth. But it's just an acronym that you can probably work with as a believer. Just a little tidbit if you want to use it. If you don't, I just want to throw that in there, you know, because <laughs> I you hear a lot of time it's a it's, it's a manual for us. I, I I believe in that acronym. It's a manual for us just from God that we can walk and learn and live and learn how the precepts that He, he make life easier actually to live through God. You know, to understand Him even better through the Word. Amen. Amen. So that's just like a basic of how, where we find the definition. We, we find it in the Bible. Amen. And also another way we can find out who, where God is, who God is, creation. It's my favorite. I mean, the sun rises and sets with no fail. I'm telling you, I, I feel like if I was a poet right now, I'd bust out a poem. Because <laughs> creation is such a wonderful way of knowing that God is so real. I remember going on a trip to Hawaii and taking a submarine ride, actually, all the way down to like some of the uh, coral reefs they had. And there was life in the sea. I mean, lights and action. It was actually bright as if they turned on the light. It was beautiful. And I thought to myself, how can I see all this and not believe there's a God, the intricacies and the detail of each species, each, each animal, each bird, each fish. It has such an imprint of who God is. The fact that a woman can birth a child and, and conceive a child and, and, and a child grows and it starts off as a little, little bitty cell and it, it just multiplies and creates and forms. God is real. <laughs> I don't know how much more evidence anyone could need that we get wintertime we live in a colder climate so in the winter time we see things dying and then things coming back to life again like how i mean that's god man didn't create that and even scientists have have said there has to be a god because yeah. these things don't even make sense to us yes it's even that the scripture um that i just pulled up is psalms 19 and 1 through 6 it says the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament shows his handiwork day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world and in them he has set a tabernacle for the sun which is like the bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. Amen. Amen. We're even going into, into uh, the planets. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's telling you about God. Who is God? This, this is God. You know, it's, it's declaring the glory that we look at each day. We look at the trees and see the wind pushing them. We look at the sky and we see the ocean upside down, I might say. If you look at the ocean and the sky, it almost looks the same. And you get to see all this beautiness that lets us know who God is. And then we, if we even look at ourselves, because sometimes we forget that we were created. Sometimes we forget that we were made. Sometimes we forget that we were breathed in and became flesh and did all this stuff and woke up and said, here I am. Sometimes we leave ourselves out. And that's, I, I believe that's that part of unworthiness because we feel like we're unworthy. But God says that we are his glory. 
So it's awesome to know that we are the glory of God, too, with all of these beautiful things that shows who he is. We are part of that picture. We are part of it. And it says here in Psalm 24, let's just, we'll just close it with that part because it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell in. So this earth is God. So if you want to know God, look around you. It's everywhere. He's everywhere. It's his. Everything is his. He created it according to Genesis 1. Everything is his. So he is, his DNA is in all things that he created. So you should be able to see him. You know what? And just just a little piggyback <laughs> off that, you can look at things and really see God. If you really take a really, really strong look at things, you can see how the tree is flowing and moving, right? And when you look at it, it's something pushing it. It's wind. You cannot see the wind. Where's the wind coming from? And, you know, scientists can say, well, it's because of the earth is spinning or it's because of the world is flat or it's because of the world is round, you know, but it comes from somewhere. And, you know, when you your mind begins to expand past where it can, the capacity it has, it leaves you with nothing because God created it. God created it. And we can try to figure him out. We can try to it's like ants in a ants in a. um in an uh, ant pen trying to figure out what you're going to do next when you're looking down at the ants. They're trying to figure out what's next. What is this guy going to do? He locked us up in this pen. What is he going to do next? So not saying that that's what's happening on earth, but, you know, but it just makes you think, like, God sees all this, and he said it was beautiful. Hey, Amen. It's awesome to know that this is the God that who we're figuring out and finding out about. I don't want to say figuring out because it, he's not someone we can figure out. You know, the, the word speaks of how our minds are finite. His mind is infinite. He's infinite in wisdom. You know, scripture speaks of that in Psalms 139 and 4. And it talks about how God is infinite in wisdom, how his, how his ways are, are, are big and awesome compared to ours. And so let, as I turn to Psalms 139 and 4 to just express how infinite God's wisdom is. I, I just wanted to just talk about how God is awesome and how he is, you know. So one, Psalm 139 and 4 says, For there is not a word in my tongue below, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Amen. 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 He's all, he has all wisdom. <laughs> and it says he's all-knowing. Yes, so. he's all-knowing. Praise God. So we're just going to talk today about who God is to us because we, this series is about relationship. So if we're in this relationship with this awesome God, who is God to us? And one thing that I love is that it's personal to us. Our relationship with God is personal to us. How we define God is personal to us. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a moment um, during one of my classes at school. Uh, I went to Karis Bible College. I'll just drop that in there. An awesome school. <laughs> and in one of my classes, we were learning about um, grace, I believe. And the scripture that was used was Peter uh, being asked by Jesus. Who? Well, there were a few people there, but who do you say? Who do you say I am? You know. And he, and then he goes on to say that, you know, yes, you got it. This revelation that you got, 
upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And when that scripture came up and the uh, instructor that I have for the class said that he had a revelation that that rock that he's talking about is that personal revelation that you have of who Christ is. Who is he to you? Because he's he's a lot of things to all of us. I mean, he's so vast. We talk about the creation and going down deep in the sea and seeing something so different. We talk about the weather changing, all these things. I mean, it's big. We could try to define God and we could never do it because he is just that deep. He's just that vast. He's that full of mystery. Um, and, and, and he, he's, he wants relationship with us so that we can understand and grow in those things. Right. So when I heard that, that the church is being built on the fact that I know him and my own definition of him is different from Steve's <laughs> or maybe the same similar, but they, he touches us in every different place. Cause think about how many billions of people are in this world, how many cultures, how many subcultures, Yet God knows us all and loves us all. So every one of us are going to define God in a way that will be common, but so unique. You know what? That's awesome because it, it brings me to the the um, <coughs> the understanding in Scripture when he talked to Moses from the burning bush. And Moses asked him, who do I say you are? And he said, I am that I am. And that's something because... When you rephrase that I am that I am, that means I am whatever you need. I am whatever you want. I am whatever, whatever you in that time need, in that point or where you at. And so it's awesome because Moses needed him to be a deliverer. He needed him to be a deliverer for the people. And so what did God do? He gave him instruction and he delivered the people and he took them towards the promised land. Isn't that awesome? Yes, and every place they went, they kept calling him God of this, God of that. He's the God of this. He's 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 Elohim in the beginning anyway. So he is the God of everything. Yes, <laughs> because yes. Elohim is plural. Yes. And then, I mean, we talk about the Holy Spirit being the creative nature. I can't wait to get to the Holy Spirit. So soon we'll be talking enough. You maybe a couple more podcasts. We'll be talking about who the Holy Spirit is because we we're going to define the whole Godhead because this is who we are in relationship with. But it just talks about his creative nature and he's a, uh, he's, he's not only creator, but he is, uh, um, he's, he's all powerful. I mean, his power created everything. He's love. He's, I mean, you can go on and on and on and on, but I want to talk about who God is to me. My Lord, my Savior, I love the Lord. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm with you on it's, that too. It's with joy I get to just share who God has been to me, knowing that I've been walking 10 years in relationship with the Lord, and I'll try to keep it brief so Steve can also share who God is to him. Walked with him um, since I was 23, I won't tell my age, but it's been a little bit <laughs> uh, and fully committed. Like we talked about in the last po podcast, I was I'm, I fully committed my, in my really I'm fully committed in my relationship with him. And to me, he has been my identity 
I think that when we are born and we are born conceived of our parents, we might have their DNA. But I think the best thing I discovered is that I have God's DNA. I might have my mother and my father's uh, structures that created me, but I have the father's DNA. That is my true identity. That is my true heritage. That is my, that's where I am from. That's my vine. (laughs) I have an identity and that's him. So in him is my identity. That's who God is. He is, he is my father. I have his DNA. So that's the best part of who God is to me is he's my identity. So when I look in the word and I see his character, that he's love, he's joy, he's peace, he's creator, he's powerful. I am that also. I know that that's kind of like, sorry if I got loud there for a second. (laughs) I get excited. But I know that some people don't like to say that because they want to disconnect God and make him this all-powerful being, this deity that is far, far away, and we're this human separate thing that's far, far away. But no, when I went in relationship, guess what? We became one. So I am him. <laughs> and I love that. Who's God to me? He's my identity. Awesome. Identity. So there is no crisis right there because she has her identity in God. Amen. Awesome. And awesome. W- and when you know who you are, you're not shaken. You're not moved. Because I know that the very things that he said, I'm going to make man. Genesis one, we're gonna stay there for a little while, in my likeness, my and and my image. He was talking about me, so I have to get back to that place where, yeah, I'm that. I am that that he made. And when he said, "I'm making all these things, I'm giving you dominion and authority over all these things," it was me. I'm seeing myself in those scriptures. So, so, who- so you had to learn your story in order to know his story. Hallelujah. Oh man, ain't that something? That's awesome for for Ooh. denied to, you know, picture and point it back to where it started for her, you know. And that's awesome. So who's got to you, Steve? I named one 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 of my things that okay. define who God is to me. Okay, I'll just say that God is everlasting. And I, I say that because when I when I learned out who the Lord was, um, I committed myself to the Lord at eight years old, which it's early. But, you know, I, I grew up in the church. You know, I had parents who loved the Lord. And for me, it was always wanting to fill the void of my father because my father had had left my family. You know, my mother and him separated and he left. And so here I am with this void of a father that needs to fill it. You know, my grandfather couldn't do it because he was he's he's my grandfather in that respect. That's that's his place. But I needed a father to come in. And so I needed an everlasting touch that would be there forever. I needed a touch that was going to keep me and sustain me. So at eight years old, I committed my life to the Lord, not under, well, not with the full understanding. And so by the age 18, I had a full understanding of who God was. And so I fully, fully grasped it, the concept of I'm walking with the Lord. I, I, and, and he is my everlasting. He's been with me. He's been with me for 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 years, and, and here I am, fully grabbing the concept and knowing and walking in a relationship with Him, where you know the Lord and me are are, are, are relating, you know, kind of like. And, and I had to do the same thing. I had to go look at my story to find His story. I had to go back into the Word. I had to go back to Genesis and see how and He He did it through one Genesis one and twenty six. He created man. 
you know, in his likeness, in his image. And then he named them male and, you know, and he later on named them male and female. And, you know, and he said this was good. And so I had to learn that in spite of not having my own father, here is the Holy Father right here that I got. I've had him all this time. He's been with me. So everlasting for me would be something just knowing that he's always been there in spite of my natural father not being there. That's awesome. And so I didn't lack in the area of not having a father because I've had a father all my life. It's awesome, isn't it? That is so awesome. He is. And and for me, I think also knowing that he's every relationship that I could ever want, you know, and it's it, for those that are listening, it could not be, it, it, Maybe it's not a father. Maybe it's a mother. He's that too. He can yeah. be a mother to you. He can be any relationship because he's enough. Yeah. <laughs> he is enough for you. Yeah. He is enough. And that to me will be who God is to me. He is enough for me. Yeah. He's enough for me. If I, I, I used to laugh about this, that I enjoy my own company. <laughs> I am an introvert, but I would say I enjoy my own company. And now I'm beginning to realize it's because I have God and he's enough. Um, but I mean, we still need each other. Don't get me wrong. But he, you, when we get to that place where we know that our God is enough, there's a blessing in that. There is a blessing in knowing that he's enough for you for everything that you need. Elohim, the plural one who has many, many, many names. Amen. He wants to be personal with you. He wants to grow in relationship with you. And when you open that word, the Bible, and you begin to read and you say, Lord, help me to see who I am in here. Help me to know what I need in here. Help me to 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 know you better so that I can really walk in everything that you said that I should walk in, it's a beautiful relationship. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't it wonderful? It's wonderful to know that this is the God of the universe. Yes. The creator, the the, the creator and a being that made everything. Amen. And he the, spoke everything to existence. Yeah, and the Bible says, who are you, Lord, that you're mindful of me? I mean, that person had to have some revelation that was astounding to write that. Who are you, Lord, that you're so mindful of me? You created the universe. <laughs> yeah, you knew, you know me, and you have time for me. Every second, you're looking to say, I want, I want relationship with you. So we just want to um, close out in prayer. But before we do, I mean, this is who God is to Steve and I. But they, it goes so deep because God wants a personal relationship with you. And only he can allow you to really see who he is because you are now in relationship with him through his word, which he gave us. So we get to know more and more of him and us. Awesome. So, Father, we just thank you that there could be so many words to describe who you are to us. You go so deep. You go so far. You go so wide. And, Father, we cannot even contain you in just simple words. But, Lord, we thank you for every person out there, that they will be in a growing relationship with you, where, Father, they will open up the word and see all that you are and begin to see all that they are because of who you are, our creator. We love you, Lord. We bless everyone who listened today, Father. We know that these words are just not words, but they're life, Father God, because, Father, your word is life. It's quick and it's alive. And we just thank you that your word will permeate through this broadcast and just touch the hearts of people. 
Father, so that they can continue to grow in relationship with you. We love you guys. And we'll see you next time. And on our next show, we'll divvy in a little bit about, so we learned who the father is in the relationship with the father. We're going to divvy into who is the son. Awesome. Signing off. This is Steve. And Denai. God bless you. All right.